Rumour mill, the police, said Claire. Some of us prefer facts and evidence. Now get out of my way. I have a job to do. Dr. Hart, Quelle put his hand lightly on her arm. By Monday, your captain's going to be gone. Then there's no one watching out for you. This is not a place for a lady, and you're not a cop. I'm not a lady either, said Claire, so that balances things out. A taxi boomed quieto music. It throbbed, then turned a corner, leaving silence in its wake. Claire stepped past Quelle, and then she was in the cramped conference room, corralled behind the podium, no water in the jug. Microphones and flashbulbs and cameras and people saying her name. Dr. Hart? Claire? Dr. Hart? She scanned the crowd. In front of her were bemused neighborhood watch members and others who had tried to stitch connections between the economic gulfs that divided Hout Bay. In front, a group of mothers who campaigned for the right-of-way for horse riders. And at the back, three women whose children had vanished in the dunes above Hangberg. She knew the journalists, some she'd seen that morning. Jake's Quelle came in, too, flanked by a trio in sharply tailored suits. There were a couple of other cops, too. Allies. Colonel Edgar Piri, Ridvan's gang unit boss, raised a hand in greeting. Claire was glad to see him there. At the back of the room sat an old man in a black suit. Holding a hat on his knees, he did not take his eyes off Claire, not for a second. His unblinking gaze unsettled her. The still point in the heaving tide of journalists around her. In the front row was a woman who had tackled Claire on a previous occasion. Dr. Hart, she stood up before anyone could stop her. The Twenty-Eights? Why are you called after a prison gang? Section 28. It's a clause in the Constitution that guarantees children their rights. What does it promise them, pray tell? A name, a nationality, safety, security. Love, too, said Claire. All the things that the United Nations likes, she sneered. Ironic, don't you think, that the Twenty-Eights is also the name of a prison gang? This fact seems to have bypassed the minister completely. Her voice was rising. She was just getting started. Let me tell you what these children get. They get a bullet in the back. But what can you expect from a government like this? Ina Britz moved over to the woman. We've been over this before, Mrs. Sheridan, said Claire. We know how you feel, but we need to move on. The woman sat down, but Ina remained close, one black beady eye on her. Claire gathered her notes. No lynch mob ever wanted facts, but she was going to give them some. She listed the few that she had, and then the questions machine-gunned. Is it true it's a white child? Is that why there was a helicopter? Is this to do with drugs? Is it true the mother was an addict? Is this about drugs? Gangs? Pedophiles? Was the child sodomized? Bewitched? Is our community safe? Who's next?
You've got no clue, have you? A reporter writing down his own question. Claire could picture tomorrow's tabloid headlines that would whip readers into a profitable frenzy. Nothing sells a paper better than a missing child. The old man slipped out, his black-suited back a column. There was a concentration to him that caught Claire's attention. She watched him go across the parking lot towards her office. Any arrests yet? The question, repeated, brought her attention back to the room. No, no arrests yet, no suspects yet, priority being the child's welfare. Dr. Hart, is it true that Section 28 is being dissolved? Perhaps the minister's adviser would like to take that question, said Claire. Everyone turned to look at...